Welcome back to the Only Net Fans You Know podcast. I'm Peter. I got my friend Charlie over here. Brooklyn. What's going on, everybody? We got a lot to talk about. We're just going to dive straight into this one. What's the working title? Title uh, for this episode is Hamstrung. Okay, guys. We're going to be talking about the state of the team, a couple you know, injury bug situations going on here, who's stepping up in this situation, and then we're going to get to the wrap-up. So our team, our heroes, the good guys, are 35-16, and 16, currently the first seed in the Eastern Conference. We're 7-3 and three in our last 10. Our guy, James Harden, is was you know making some good progress towards grabbing the MVP, Charlie. What do you think about that? Um, well, I also like to say, as we're doing this podcast, Philly beat the Celtics, so now we're currently tied with Philly for, uh, for the first seed. So... Still got, we still got ways to go. It's gonna be a little dangerous. Um, got uh, got some scary stuff going on, Peter. I, I don't know. I, I I got good news and I got bad news. What do you want first? I'll take the bad news first. Bad news. Bad news is our MVP, and I say MVP because you should win MVP. Our MVP point guard James Harden um, is on the shelf now for ten games after injuring himself against the Rockets, which is kind of uh, ironic if you think about it. Um, felt a little tightness in his hamstring. They sat him out against the uh, Hornets, and um, then they also sat him out against the Bulls. And he played four minutes into the Knicks game, and they had to take him out because he felt the tweak again. So now they came out and basically said that um, James Harden is going to be reevaluated in ten days after um, having a hamstring strain. Now they didn't announce what grade of the hamstring strain it was. But um, if we know anything about our hamstring problems is that they do tend to linger. And I want to get back into um, the good news, which is our friend Kevin Durant uh, will be probable against the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow night. How do you feel about that, Pete? I think it's about time. I think it was, it was like two, three days. And then it became a week, then another week, and we've been waiting for this for so long. And what was it, today we were talking about it? Oh, Nash said, oh, it's not guaranteed he's going to come back. And then all of a sudden, he's coming back. Do you think the hardened, uh, you know, injury kind of, you know, changed their mind on it? I mean, I, I think it could have pushed him back another game or two if Harden wasn't hurt, maybe. But now that I think they need to get him reintegrated, and again, the Nets are always super cautious about these things, as you know. Um, so I think he's back at the right time for sure. But man, losing Harden really, really fucking sucks, man. It's like we can never have anything nice. I uh, man, you know what? I was, I was, kinda, I was hurt. We finally got a guy who I think is probably the best player since Jason Kidd on this team. And like you said, it's every year. It's Jeremy Lin going down, Russell getting hurt, Levert getting hurt. Every year there's a major injury, and this year, you know, there's a chance all three of the guys could be hurt, or were, I guess, with Kyrie, you know, personal reasons. You know, it's don't, just crazy, man. Don't forget the third game into the season, Spencer Dinwiddie out for the season. So Of course, I kind of missed that. And then on top of it, um, you know, you guys, guys have like Tyler Johnson now, who's out for two to three weeks with uh, right knee soreness, so they're going to rehab him back. And our boy Shamit's dealing with some ankle problems. They said he's day-to-day, but, and the injuries are really just... 
crippling us right now. You know what? Blake Griffin's always going to get his rest on back-to-backs, so you're not going to have him. And this schedule's loaded with back-to-backs. So it's going to be slim pickings going forward. But, you know, honestly, um, you got a lot of guys that could step up, and it's shown so far, and we'll see progressing forward how things go. Definitely, man. Like, it, 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 it sucks, man. It sucks because we finally got some momentum going. We had Kyrie came back. Okay, we got Kyrie and Harden together. Then all of a sudden, you know, KD's getting, you know, KD's coming back, and then he can't make it. Now Harden's hurt. Kyrie misses a game for this. COVID that. It's just like we can't get a break. We can't see what these three guys are going to do together. And I don't think there's going to be a chemistry issue. I think these guys are cool. But it would be nice to kind of get them on the court together, no? Like, we need something. <laughs> at some Shit. point, they're going to have to play. <laughs> at some point, right? God damn, it's been such a long time coming. Like, with KD, he said if it was the playoffs, he probably would have been playing. So I guess that tells you the kind of the level of caution with the Nets, what they're doing with him. And I, I, I agree. I think it was so fucking stupid to have Harden play against the Knicks. That was such a mistake. Hamstring, how many, okay, on this podcast, these people, you guys are going to kill me. How many times have I said hamstring injuries are always serious? Every sport. In every sport. Shit. Oh, man, like, I, um, I want to say, like, you know, the hardest thing, he's got a little more meat on his bones than KD. You know, he might be able to recover a little quicker. Because um, KD is basically all, you know, all just skin and bones. He's a freaking... He's a slim reaper. Were you impressed that Harden came back against the Knicks? Like he, like you know, like he stepped up for that. I was shocked. I um, I think he likes playing. I think he loves the guy who loves being on the floor, showing him that he's the guy. I think that gives players like a real motivation is like knowing that you're the guy and going out there every night. But then again, what do I know? I'm not in the NBA, but still, like, I feel like that's one of Harden's attributes. He's always been consistent. I was going to say, not even consistent, he's been durable, man. He's never had, you know, a serious, like, injury. Man, I got to knock on wood. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but that's the loudest knock on wood I've probably done. He hasn't had, <laughs> you know what I mean, man. Like, I don't, he's so durable, man, and I feel like he tried to play, and I respect that so much, but we need this guy to take a seat relax remember when he first came with us charlie he was playing like 40 minutes a night we need him for the playoffs we don't need him for now i saw a couple guys on twitter a couple you know nets twitter talking about you know oh um you know he should be playing he should be playing but think about this guys would you rather have us be the third seed and have everybody healthy or have you know harden missing a game for you know like a game seven because he got hurt re-aggravating something because he came back too early what would you guys rather have? Well, I'll tell you the difference right now is that it's a difference of playing the Heat in the second round most likely or playing the Bucks in the second round most likely. That's what you're getting. So if you don't get the Possibly. first seed, who would you rather play, the Heat or the Bucks? That's, mm. that's where it's looking right now. Things could change quickly because basically the, um, the four through eight seed is just a wild race right now. Okay, I got a question for you. What would you rather do? Would you rather have home field for the whole playoffs, be the first seed. But I'm going to tell you now that the guys are going to be at 70 to 80%. Or you're going to be the third seed, but everyone's going to be at 100%. 
I I don't know, man. Honestly, it's it's like asking me, what do you like better, apples or oranges? Um, honestly, I would choose um, having the guys 100%. I think that's like the obvious answer here because we have that talent, and when that talent is 100%, I mean, Lord knows what we could do. We could put over a buck 40 a night with that lineup, and easy. And I don't want to say that in this NBA. We may not be able to stop the other team from scoring 140, but we definitely can put up the 140. So, honestly, you're right, but at the same time, having that one seed is, I think in this Eastern Conference, the way it's shaking out, it's going to be very important. We could see, you know, um, a team like the Knicks, and I would love that in the first round, honestly. What would you do? I mean, we, we swept them. Kyrie, our boy, we talked about him. He's stepping up. The big five. He That's stepped hilarious. up. He's I can't up. believe I can't believe he said that. I can't believe they call. I mean, that's like such a thing. Like you know, you you have to put your money where your mouth is. Honestly, though, Reggie Bullock did have a night against us, and so he did play well. But man, Ky- you couldn't stop Kyrie, really, man. Like for, put a forty spot. I dude, he was hitting shots that were so heavily contested. I can't believe he was hitting them. Man, it was crazy, and we like we've been talking about before. Guys were stepping up. For all the shit that Kyrie Irving was getting earlier in the year, I hope those people are eating shit now. Like you said, 40 points. He also had 7 assists. And since Harden's been out, he's been leading. He's the guy. Right? He's he's been the guy. And you know what? It's because of him that we're in first place. I understand he missed a couple games early in the year, had family issues, had stuff going on. But you know what? He got himself right. And right now, well, he's the most talented, you know, one of the most talented scorers in the NBA. And he's firing at all cylinders right now. Yeah, man, he seems to be when he, he's getting his. And no matter what he's doing, dude, he's, he's hitting the craziest shots I've ever seen. It's like a real treat to watch this guy score the basketball. And on top of that, he's playing with a lot more intensity on defense. And uh, he looks like his game is really rounding out. Against the Knicks, it really showed. And I'm so happy. We, uh, you know, beat their big 15 with mm-hmm. our C team, pretty much. Man, it's crazy. You're right. You know, Knicks gave a good fight, though. I'm going to give them that. The Kyrie Irving that is here right now is definitely not the Kyrie Irving that people were shitting on in Boston or were shitting on for leaving Cleveland. Let me tell you that. The last couple games, he's put up 31, 15, 24, and 40 in those games. 12 assists, 8 assists. 15 assists, 7 assists. Like, he's doing it all. And like you said, the defense is just, it's up there, man. It's 6 rebounds, 11 rebounds, 2 rebounds and 2. So, 4 the last 2 games, but it is 6 and 11 before that. That's that's a guy who's, you know, going in. He's putting in some work. What would you rather have, J.J. Redick and Lonzo Ball or Kyrie Irving? I'd rather have J.J. Redick and Lonzo Ball, obviously. <laughs> What would you rather have, J.J. Redick, Lonzo Ball, and some other random guy that we need for depth, or Kyrie Irving? I think we should just trade Kyrie for depth and picks. We don't, obviously, yeah. we don't need him. Um, it's just the narrative around this guy is insane, and he, he played so well yesterday, he even scared Julius Randle's son from the Barclay Center for life. Oof. You saw Shots that video, fired. right? That was a funny video, but you know how I feel, man. I don't want to talk about people's kids, but that was a, that was a cute video. That was a cute video. I'm not going to lie. It was funny. It, it was funny, and he's, like I said, he's, he's scarred for life now from the Barclays Center. 
he definitely will not be a Nets fan at any point in his life. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think. The, I don't think the, that family, the Randall family, will be uh, Nets fans anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I hope we get to see them in the playoffs. That'll be a funny uh, series to watch. Um, it's just we got to get these guys healthy. But you know, we. I, I we didn't talk, get a chance to talk about this at all, Pete. But you know, Lamarcus Aldridge. I we totally. We everyone thought we were going to get Drummond, and I mm. told you last episode. I'm like, I really like Aldridge, man. His offensive game fits right. perfectly, perfectly into our offensive schemes. Uh, pick and pop player can hit the jump shot. I mean, he's a great guy. You can just dump the ball into the post. I don't know how you feel about him. I know his defense, and he looks definitely slow. He looked like a big body, but. Since DJ is being phased out, um, how do you feel about a guy like Aldridge being our starting center moving forward? It was, I was like, perplexed, like the first, first game with the Nets. I could not believe that this guy who had barely a practice, who was still learning, you know, you know, the team, could play so well. He looked like he was hanging out with the team for the whole year. Keep in mind, this guy before his, uh, you know, his debut with the Nets... Before that game, the last time he played was maybe I like almost like a like a month ago almost. The last time I'm gonna look this up right now. Funny enough, San Antonio against the Nets. Three one twenty one to Oh that's a month. That's the four one. Mm-hmm. That's a whole month. I'm like at the log in front of me. That's insane. He was a plus twenty two the first game for the Nets. He had nine rebounds, six assists, two steals, a block. 11 points, and he was just all, he was everywhere, man. He was just, how, I just didn't understand it. He's a perfect vet, and you know what? I was wrong. You were right with this. And he did it against the Hornets, too, who was the fourth seed in the East at the time. So that was, you know, they were missing um, LaMelo Ball, and um, it's tough Still to, big win. you know, lose a big player like that, but definitely a big win with just, you know, Kyrie playing and Harden being out um, with that hamstring. So, um Dude, Aldridge, he's just another weapon that could be added into this offense Like that creates so much flexibility. Like, you know, when this thing, when this machine is firing at all cylinders, Nash has so many different things he could throw at you. I mean, different types of scoring sets. Like, you have different types of playmakers, different types of shooters, different types of post players. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot for other defenses to, you know, um, try to stop. And that's the Nets philosophy at this point. It's like, well... You know, we may not be able to stop you completely, but you're definitely not going to stop us. So, you know, here, have at it. You know what I mean? So you're getting all these guys stepping up. I mean, Jeff Green's been really solid um, all year, too. I mean, he's another guy that's just stepped up completely. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know who's our – who do you think should close as a center um, moving forward? Because I like Aldridge, but, man, like towards the end of the games, they – Teams come back, and I feel like that's due to our center play. I think it's a little laziness, man. I don't, I don't know if it's laziness, if it's like believing that we're just too, you know, we're not, you know, we're on a different level, or I, I don't know what it is. Like you know, with the inbounding, like we've seen these close games that they come, you know, come out of nowhere. The teams come back and like in a five-second flash. I don't know what it is. Do you want Lamarcus Aldridge in there? He's a little bit slower. He's starting to hit a three. He's, he's two out of three from three. He's added that to his game a little bit. Do you want Claxton in for the switching? And we know all the advanced stats love Claxton for his switching. Like, it's, 
I don't know. I guess I would go by matchup based because I don't want Claxton in there against Embiid. You know, like, what do you think? Well, I think that's exactly why you have guys like Aldridge. Now, he's a big body that can, you know, grind with them all. But the thing is, Embiid's still going to get his. I think the key to beating the Sixers, honestly, I mean, Embiid is going to score. It's stopping everyone else from scoring. And the Mm. thing is, you have a guy like Claxton, a guy like Ben Simmons. Think about how well that's going to match up for us. I'm, I'm not concerned about Embiid and Clax. I'm more concerned about who's going to guard Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is a guy, if he gets into the paint, he's going to make a lot of things happen. So stopping him in the paint and getting it driving. And Claxon's amazing at stopping guards from getting to the basket. And also, I he he's just able to switch onto a guard and defend him at any type of his attack. Like, a guard can't shoot from pull up from three because Claxon's got a – hand in his face. I mean, he makes every shot hard for every player he's guarding. And I think, you know, NBA players are that skilled where they can score on anyone, even guys like Claxton. But watching guys like Derrick Rose yesterday, couldn't get around him. Watching these all-star caliber point guards that just are stymied by this guy. Like, guys just, honestly, um, I I think he should be closing games, personally. I think he brings that energy. um, And I think we have enough offensive weapons. Even though Having a guy like Aldridge is really going to help space the floor. And I think that's ultimately what D'Antoni and Steve Nash want to accomplish. But it's hard to really deny a guy like Claxton that, you know, those closing minutes right now, the way he's playing. I think it's a good problem to have. Like, you know, if you're the Yankees and you have, you know, three number one starters, it's a good problem to have. You know what I mean? You don't worry about who's who's going to be the number one starter. You got, you know, all these calibers of guys who could start, who could close games. I'm cool. I'm cool with this. I, you know, I trust Steve Nash. Remember the timeout problems he used to have? That's gone, obviously. This guy's working it out. We have a good team. We got good chemistry. I just think the health has to come in. If Katie, Kyrie, and the Beard are all healthy, it won't matter for the most part who the center is. It won't, you know, right? It re- really won't, really won't matter for the most part because that we're gonna be going off. Well, that's why having a guy like Claxton in there, right? And just to, you know, reassurance. I mean, think about having two seven-footers that can move and play against guards on defense in the game at the same time, like Claxton and KD playing defense together. Think about that, trying to get past those guys or trying to get a, a quality shot off against any of those guys. And it's it's going to be interesting to watch when everyone's healthy. And how about this? Next Twitter wants, how about this? Alizé Johnson closing the game. How would you feel about that? Don't get me started about Alizé Johnson. You know, I think it was a great... I, I think, personally, this is going to be one of those Sean Marks, um, you know, scrap heap pickups that turned out to be, you know, stuck players and quality role players for us. And he only played two games for us, but in those two games against the Jazz and against the uh, Knicks yesterday, I mean, the Jazz, we played pretty much garbage time. He got 24 points. He had a double-double. I mean, shit, man. I mean, like... I didn't expect him to go off like that. He, he was very efficient. He wasn't. He was like seven of like twelve, I think, from the field. So like he he definitely, you know, he played he played his ass off against a really quality team like the Jazz. Really good on defense. And then yesterday he played some really mi- meaningful ni- minutes against the Knicks. Um, you know, basically the the Nets had no one. They had Chris Chioza as their third string point guard, and Alize just he. He really lit it up, man. He he did really well against the Knicks. He brought the energy. He brings like he's just a bigger Bruce Brown, in my opinion. <laughs> That's funny, man. 
against the Jazz. He did play that I know was a garbage game. They lost by 30. He put in 32 minutes. He was 11 of 15. That's pretty close to pretty close to what you said, man. That was that was that was wasn't bad. You can't deny 11 of 15, but whatever. You're right. Garbage loss. Garbage time loss. He had a 48 second, you know, stint one game, four minutes, you know, one time. Really, the two games, like you said, the Knicks and the Utah game. He showed up. I'm not gonna lie, man. Against the Knicks, 17 minutes, 12 points, six of ten. That's pretty good. And he had that energy, the seven rebounds. Like very efficient. Yeah, he adds. He definitely adds. Like he adds something to the game. You know what? Is this guy deserving of like a Dinwiddie type G League to three year deal type? You know, type stuff. Type. You know, when you think about that, it's, a lot of people want him signed and on the team now. Well, we also signed TLC last year. Remember, we signed him on two 10 days last year, and then we kept him, and now we have him under two, a deal for two years. So, I mean, it could be something like that could happen, which, I, you know, I would sign up for. I mean, the guy plays his ass off. Um, so he he definitely um, proved to me, at least, uh, you know, a seeing-eye Nets fan, that he uh, he definitely came to, pl- he came to play, came to hustle. And that's honestly all you can really ask for. He's the. It seems like the only guy out there at times that doesn't get lazy. He's always not. He doesn't take plays off, which is really nice to see. But I see a lot of these, you know, Nets defensive sets where they just seem to take plays off. It, the way that's the visual aspect. I have no idea what's going on in the X's and O's part of it, but that's how I feel. I just, you know, the Nets just let teams back into games because of laziness and guys like Alize, um coming off the bench and. Playing that, uh, playing that spark plug role, get things moving. I think it definitely helps his team, and I credit to Sean Marks once again. It's just infectious. Like I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's laziness. Like I said, it was laziness before, but is it laziness? Is it like fatigue? I'm not sure. You know, I know what we're gonna. They're gonna work. I say we. You know, I look if I'm on the team. We're gonna work on it, and I think you're gonna see come playoff time. The Nets are gonna complete games. They gotta work on that inbounding, but I do think the defense will improve. You won't see this "quote unquote" laziness because when you know every possession counts and the game slows down, I think I think we're gonna see even a you know a different Nets team then. And I'm I'm excited for that team. I just hope everybody's healthy. Um, that's I mean that's the goal right now, man. We've uh, we've had so many freaking roadblocks this season. I feel like it just. I mean, I, I don't know how long this hardened injury is going to last for. I mean, I really hope it's not the length of KD's because that's going to that's gonna be a real backbreaker. That's going to put him back, like, right before the playoffs. Maybe he'll have, like, a week or two to get, like, reassessed, which is I'm okay with. But he need, they got to do that. He's got to build I know, up. I, uh, I really think getting the one seed is very important, though. I know the health thing is, like we talked about earlier, is, I think, a priority 100%. But, listen, the one seed... I, you know, having having home court and having the prop like better seating, you know, and um, you always want the easiest path to the, uh, you know, to the finals. And you know, I think we're talking very premature right now, but all systems go, and um, we'll we'll get there soon. You know, we are like, let's face it, the Nets are going to be either the first seed, the second seed, or the third seed. Barring you know a major injury or you know what I mean or all hell breaking loose, we're starting the the top three teams Philly us and the Bucks are pulling away. Mm-hmm. You know, like, right there's a it. there's there's a six game gap between the I think the fourth seed and the third seed. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, we'll see. We got a couple of games against the Bucks and a couple of games against the Sixers. So uh, I think one of each actually coming up. The Sixers we got next Wednesday, Ugh. so we'll, that's going to be a matchup. I mean, hopefully KD. I, man, I, I this guy can't get hurt again. We need we need him and Kyrie running running the show for a while, and it's going to it's basically going to be. Um, the, the December, January, half of January Nets again, minus Levert and Prince and Allen and all those guys. Um, so I don't know, man. We'll see. I, I honestly, um, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think anymore because it's just been so disappointing. Because yeah, uh, I, I know it's kind of glass half full, glass half empty type stuff. I'm not disappointed. I'm happy. I'm happy, man. Are you disappointed that we're the first seed or tied for the first seed, you could say? I'm not, but I understand what you're saying. When you have this talent on the roster and you're a Nets fan, we've been let down so many fucking times. Just once, we just want this shit to work, man. Just once can we keep our guys healthy. Shit. It's always fucking something, I swear to God. If it's not one thing, it's not the other. I don't know, man. But talking about half glass, half full... It is somebody's birthday today. Oh, that's uh, that would be Spencer Dinwiddie. That would be the man that I met at. Well, my dad met at. Beep. I don't want to say where he's shopping because, especially I now, food market <laughs> in downtown Brooklyn. Especially now that he did not get traded, he might be back with the team. I think if he didn't get traded, you know there was. You know, the Oubre deal, did the Nets, you know, send it to them? The offer, did Golden State send it to us? We don't, we really don't know, but a video got unearthed of Dinwiddie saying that the previous news was a total lie, that the Nets actually declined the offer from Golden State. Would you have made that deal, Oubre for Dinwiddie straight up? Um, Looking back on it, maybe, because I feel like, we didn't have Aldridge at that point, and Blake Griffin was a question mark. And seeing Aldridge and Griffin play a little bit, I'd say, like, you know what, maybe not. Um, but, I, you know, still my heart wanted Dinwiddie here. And that's always been that way, I felt like. And, um, you know, I think he's going to come back this year, man. I really think so, honestly. But then we'd have to get rid of Alize or Chris Chioza. Or no, no, know. we wouldn't. He's on the roster. He's oh, on the so roster. Get, oh, we have an extra slot, right, still? Don't he? No, he's on the roster for good, man. He's hurt, but it doesn't matter. He's still on the, doesn't on the roster. He's, you know, it doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he's not off the roster if he's hurt. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, when, when he comes back, we have to, like, drop someone, no? No, no, no. Like, rota- yeah, rotation-wise, yeah, I see what you're saying, rotation-wise. You know what I mean? That's that's a good point. But, you know, roster-wise, like, uh, like the actual count, no, we wouldn't have to. But like you said, the minutes would change up a little bit. But you know what? I'm I would say maybe a month ago, two months ago, I'd say you know what? We trade Dinwiddie. We go. We're going all in this season. But I don't know, man. If if he's gonna resign with us, if he wants to be in Brooklyn, I want him back. I think um, Sean Marks is really. Um close to his guys, quote-unquote. You know, I think Joe Harris was the... He found Joe Harris off the scrap heap. He found Dinwiddie off the scrap heap. They built him up. They they were the proverbial phoenix that rose from the ashes, right? They mm. basically 
had no NBA career and they turned him into Joe Harris has a $74 million contract in when he's, you know, digitized his contract and everyone talked about it and, you know, he's probably going to get a decent deal coming up. I hope he does. Great he deal. It. He's going to um, get a great deal. So, he, uh, I think Sean Marks likes his guys and I think he's going to stick with them. Because um, think about it, um, you know, they're the two longest surviving Nets right now out of the, since the beginning of the Sean Marks era. So, Crazy. Yeah. And we'll, you know, I, I, you gotta, you gotta keep some sort of, um, roots, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, there was, a, I mean, there was a lot of shit that went down at the trade deadline. Mainly the one that is, I'm so pissed about because it's just horrible timing of it all was basically, um, Nikola Vucevic going from the Magic to the Bulls. Now we played the Magic three times already. Torched us all three of those games. Now we played the Bulls, who we lost to, in a bad game. We still could have won that game, but also our defense just was non-existent, and, you know, uh, we didn't have Harden, but um, still no excuse. We still have the talent to win those games. Anyway, now we got to play Vucevic two more times. So, in total, we see this guy six times this season, which I'm just like, oh, my God, get this fucking guy away from me. He's a net killer. He's like a cert. If there was, like, certified net killer list, he would have to be, like, all, all you know, all first-team net killers. He's a, he's a murderer. <laughs> Yeah, he he's been killing us for years. I feel like, shit, man, this guy got you know, can he give us a break. Nope, nope, no breaks at all. Now uh, we got to suffer watching him fucking torch us. Put up, tw- he's gonna put up twenty eight, ten, and you know shoot like ten of thirteen from the field. So it's crazy. It's just the guys. Anyway, any other any other deals with the trade deadline that like really. Put any other teams over the edge or really make you worry about the next chances going forward? I wouldn't say, like, like worry. I, I don't know. I was kind of expecting us to make a move. But obviously the buyout market has been very fruitful for us. So I guess I'm a little bit, you know, I don't know. I feel a little bit better about it. I would have maybe liked one move if it was just a small little last guy on the rotation. You know, last guy on the bench type guy. But I thought it was really interesting, Aaron Gordon going to Denver. I thought that was really interesting. That's a that's gonna be a nice squad out there. I like the Nuggets. Is it, you know, anything that makes them better than the Jazz, though. No, I think the Jazz are just on like a like a comet, and they're just going apeshit crazy. But man, I would not want to play Denver if I was in the West. Could you imagine like having to face them in the first round? Ooh, <laughs> that's not cool. It's looking like. Maybe like um, who are they? The fourth seed right now, Denver. Something Fifth. like that. The West, the West is in, is insane, man. I mean, the Lakers are going to drop heavily now that you know LeBron's hurt and AD is still out. Um, so that's going to be a matchup. They might get matched up with the Lakers and get fucking screwed. You know what I mean? Like, think about that. You know, um, I you know another trade that like I thought about and I'm like, this is you know could affect us is. I know he's probably the same player, but Oladipo going to the Heat um, might be problematic because he adds another element of scoring and athleticism, but he definitely hasn't been the same player that he was in um, for the Pacers and pre-injury. So I'm not right now I'm not as worried about it, but like if we see a team like the Heat in the second round, um, you know, it, it could, or even the first round, right? So you think about it that way. There's a lot of space. There's not a lot of space between those final seeds. So that that that's another trade to me that really um, 
you know, might affect the Nets' chances going forward. The Heat are four and six their last ten. They're twenty six and twenty five. I think they're fakers. I think they got lucky last year, Charlie. Fake news. I think I think they're I, you know I think they're fakers. I think they got lucky, but you know what? When you have a team like the Hornets, who were the fourth seed before, they're, they're the fifth seed right now, and the Hawks have jumped up to the fourth seed. These teams that have beaten the Nets earlier in the year, I, you know, they scare me. I'm not gonna lie, they scare me a little bit. They do scare me a little bit. So I can see the Heat making a jump here or there. Richard Jefferson said the Knicks are one player away today and on ESPN. That's, you know, that's crazy that all these teams are just roll bunched up together. And, you know, it's going to be like a lottery to see who gets what seed in the playoffs. And we have the playing tournament, too. I'm happy we don't have to do that, though. Shit. <laughs> Gone. Those days are long gone, at least for the foreseeable future, until the Nets are bad again after all this dies down at some point. When Nets world made, goes away. Yeah, when Durant goes away. Um, and Kyrie Irving, you know, vanishes into the stage, and James Harden gets his ring and retires and opens a strip club. I, well, I hope he opens a strip club here in Brooklyn, one, and I hope he gets the ring here, obviously. But, man, this season has been... A lot, a lot, just, I can't even explain it. It's just been a lot. A lot of high emotions, a lot of low emotions, a lot going on. I just want this team to get healthy, man. Some upcoming games we got. We got the Timberwolves. Oh, what am I saying? I'm, I'm, skipping, I'm skipping so much ahead. Obviously, today, we're going to have the Pelicans at 7.30. We got the Lakers coming into town on Saturday. We got the Timberwolves on Monday. And... You know what? These games coming up, I feel like they can go either way depending on, you know, on the team, man. I don't know, man. I mean, like, there all could be trap games. But after after uh, these next three games, like the Philly game, the schedule starts to get a little harder. And, you know, you'd like Harden back for those games. But, again, that's, it's going to determine a lot. And Philly doesn't seem like they're going to lose ever because they got Embiid back. Naturally, Embiid's only hurt for, like, a couple of weeks. We, got, we lose Durant for fucking – whole month and Philly stays fucking pretty much healthy all year. It's crazy. It's just such bad. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how this keeps happening, but again, keep moving forward. Like you said, let's get healthy and you know, um, you know, beat the shit out of every other team in the East until, you know, the Nets are champions. Until <laughs> the Nets are champions. I hope so, man. I said the first episode, the very first episode, do you remember what I said if the Nets would win the championship that I would do? You're crying. I would cry if the Nets won, and I will go live on on our Instagram if that does wind up happening, and I will record myself crying, and I will hope that my girlfriend does not see that because I do not want to disappoint her, and I do not want her to see me crying because I'm a manly man. But if you would like to see that and follow us, please follow us on the Instagram, and please follow us on the Twitter. Of course, I want to post it on Twitter also. Instagram, the only Nets fans you know. On Twitter, only Nets fan pod. Any closing remarks, my friend? Peace out, Cub Scout. Later, guys. Have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great commute. Let's beat the Pelicans, and I'll see you next time. We're out. <laughs>